RC Plane Lab, a podcast for anyone interested in RC airplanes. We'll share tips and tricks on how to build models and talk about successful flights, epic crashes, and everything in between. Visit us at rcplanelab.com to sign up for our email list and to ask us questions. You can also text us or leave us a voicemail at 818-351-9846. Please help us out by rating and reviewing us in your favorite podcast app. Thanks for spending time with us today. Now here are your hosts, Ron and Tom. Wait, 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 wait. It's not Ron and Tom this time. It's Crystal. And Lori. And this is the Wives episode. Ron and Tom have left the building and we are all on our own. I guess we should start off in true RC Plane Lab fashion. So... Hello, everyone, and welcome to the RC Plane Lab podcast. I'm Crystal. And I'm Lori. Today's episode will be from the wives' perspective. Crystal, what did you think when Tom suggested that we do this? Oh, Yeah. (laughs) I was just like, okay, what in the world do I talk about? When he suggested it, I was all in without even knowing what we were going to talk about. Isn't that funny? (laughs) I was gung-ho. And then we started talking about all kinds of different things that we could talk about. But you still weren't convinced. No, I wasn't. Ron's in this hobby. Yeah. And he has fun with it. I enjoy watching him have fun with it. But for me... You prefer to be in the background. Yeah. A support role. Exactly. Has he ever approached you and said, Crystal, I really would like for you to build an airplane with me? He has not. No? Mm Mm-mm. He might be too scared. No, Tom has asked me several times over the years. Mm -hmm. And every time it's no, (laughs) like I have no desire. He always asks me if I want to go fly with him too. Mm -hmm. And I think he really wants me to be involved in it only because he likes to spend time together. And occasionally I will go out to the field with him and watch him. Mm -hmm. But he's been in it a long time. So I'm kind of over the whole thing. Yeah. So we're talking, I don't know, what was he, eight years old? He'll be 50 this year. So that's a long time. 42 years. That is a long time. Right. And we've been together 30. So after 30 years of him being in the hobby, it's just kind of, yeah, I'll pass. See, I don't mind going out to the field. Of course, right now I don't go out as much as we used to. Right. You have a toddler. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, But when I did... I don't know. I had fun just watching. I mean, it's not like I was flying planes and doing all that stuff. Just I just watched and I did have fun. Yeah, he gets really excited when I do go out with him Mm -hmm. and watch. I think I've been out twice this year with him and I think he's just over the moon about it because I know. (laughs) Oh, you're going to go? Yeah, I'll go. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. But then I kind of feel like too, that when I'm there, he's more concerned with how long he's been there, and if I'm bored. And so I would just prefer to not go Mm -hmm. so that he can fully enjoy his time at the field and not have to worry about if I'm okay or if I'm bored Mm -hmm. or if he's spending too much time or fill in the blank. Yeah, I can see that, but Mm -hmm. I do see... Sometimes it is good for you to go. Well, even if you take two cars. Yeah, and we've done that too. So he'll go out there and sometimes I'll just pop in at the field and say, (laughs) hey. And he likes that. I think he appreciates me taking an interest Mm -hmm. in his hobby sometimes because it is so much of who he is. Yeah. Because like I said, we've been together almost 30 years, married almost 27. He was in the hobby when I met him. Mm -hmm. So there was no telling him no, there was no curbing it. There was no, I don't think this is a good idea. 
it it was he brought it into our relationship. Did you know how much he was in the hobby when you met him? No, no. We met. He was in college, and he had a plane hanging in his dorm room. I thought it was just hanging there. I didn't know it was something you could actually fly. Yeah, it was kind of like just decor. Well, you know. and he was going to school to be a pilot at the oh, time. Okay. So that's not what he ended up doing, but that's what he was going to school for at the time. And so I thought, oh, he likes airplanes. What a cute model hanging up in his dorm room. I thought it was decor. Yeah. And when he told me he actually flies them, then I was like, okay, really? And next to his dorm room was this big open field. And so he would fly him there. And yeah, it was interesting to see, but I didn't realize one that he built it himself. And what I mean built it, this was back in 1990 when we met. Um, so when he built it, he built it from scratch. We're talking like gluing everything together and all that stuff. I didn't know all of that stuff. Like I only saw mm-hmm. the finished plane. I didn't see all the back end work he put into it at yeah. that time. And it wasn't until we moved in together that I saw the amount of stuff that he came with. <laughs> <laughs> And storage, you know, is always at a premium. Well, of course. Right. So like I said, he has always occasionally asked me to build. Mm -hmm. But then I keep reminding him, do you remember the dollhouse? And then he says, yes, I do. Okay, never mind. So years ago, he worked at a hobby shop and they had those dollhouses that you could buy and put together. Mm -hmm. So you had to glue them together piece by piece. And I thought, well, that looks like a lot of fun. I want to do that. Mm-hmm. Well, I started to put it together. And of course, Tom has this keen eye for detail and precision. It's one of the things I really do admire about him. As I'm putting it together, I see him just critically looking at it. And I'm like, what are you talking? What's wrong with it? And he would say, this piece is crooked. And I'm like, oh, it'll be fine. And he's like, no, it won't be. And I'm like, it will be. Well, it wasn't fine <laughs> because <laughs> the whole house looked like something that you made out of popsicle sticks like in kindergarten oh, no. and everything was just ever so slightly off <laughs> so every time he says hey do you want to do you think you want to build a plane i'll just say dollhouse yeah and he'll say yep got it yeah I, I i don't think your plane would take off very well i think it would probably crash it would Maybe. be a good story yeah it would yeah yeah. I mean, sometimes they need to get up off the ground right. to make a good story. but Or maybe mine could just be a good piece of decor. Now, have you ever flown? No. Okay. Mm-mm. Would you do it on the buddy box? No. Okay. I, I just I just have no desire to do it. Yeah. It's not something that... I think I would be so nervous that I would crash it that that's probably the biggest part is the fear. Plus, it's not something that I'm passionate about. So I try not to do things that I'm not really passionate about because then I just put in a half effort. Yeah. So what about you? Have you ever wanted to fly a plane or build one? Um, I might one day. Yeah. As for building, probably not. You know, I could get into it in the beginning, but mm-hmm. then it just gets old to me. I mean, there are the ARFs. Do you know what an ARF is? I do not. What's an ARF? <laughs> I think it's almost ready to fly. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, yeah, I think that's what familiar. it is. I, doesn't that's, it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So there's no building involved. So, I mean, we really can't use that excuse that we don't want to build one. But um, I flat out just, I just, yeah. Well, I'll watch I think, him. I think it would be interesting in the beginning to start building, you know, to cut out the little pieces, mm-hmm. to start gluing them together. But 
with a plane, just there's way too many pieces. I don't have the patience for all of it. And then to me, I think if it's something that you have to leave somewhere for a certain amount of like weeks or months, Mm -hmm. that's just too long for me. Oh, you mean weeks or months until it's done? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, okay, uh, is someone else going to mess with it? Mm -hmm. You're going to lose a piece, you know, forget where a piece goes. Or you never get back to it and it just sits there. Yeah, exactly. That would be me. (laughs) Honestly, I don't think I finished the dollhouse, though. Hmm. Because I think it just got so out of whack. I was just like, nah, I I just don't have the attention for it. Yeah. Ron hasn't really asked me to fly that I can remember. Um, Do I want to fly? Not necessarily. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not something that I'm like, oh, I, I, I really want to do this. I want to learn. I just feel like I have so many other things under my belt already that I need to fine tune. Right. <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. But one of these days I might, you know, I might on the buddy box, but to actually fly a plane and be scared that it's going to crash. It's like, oh, no. Yeah. I think that's one of the main reasons why I don't want to either. I don't want to be responsible mm-hmm. for crashing a plane. Well, especially if you build one from scratch. Right. And then take it up and then crash it the first time. It's like, okay, I just spent how many months building that? Right. And I can only imagine the sinking feeling in their gut because I know it's happened to both of them. Yeah. I think Ron showed us a video. It was a plane that he got from Tom. He was flying it and you were recording it. Oh my gosh, yes. You remember? Yes, and I walked with him, a little walk of shame. Right, and he's like, why are you still recording? (laughs) Yeah, but when it crashed, what did you say? You said, oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it, it's it's kind of satisfying for some odd reason to, to watch it crash. Watch things crash because it's like, oh. Yeah, I mean, it's not, I don't, I don't know if satisfying is the right word. Right. Because it's not necessarily satisfying, but it's like, oh my gosh, you know, it's like, ah. And now you have to redo the whole thing. A surprise. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Because you weren't anticipating it at all. But it was just funny when he was showing us that video because you're recording and all of a sudden you see this plane just nosedive straight into the ground and all we hear is your voice going, oh. "Oh." (laughs) (laughs) And then then you walk out there recording the entire time. Well, you have to get the video. I mean, (laughs) you got to see the wreckage. Yeah. Yeah. No, we otherwise, I, you know, you're just left hanging. It's like, oh, what happened to it? You know, right. is it okay? Is it in a million pieces? It was in a million pieces. Yeah, it was not okay. But it was funny because I came across a picture of that airplane. I think it was on Time Hop or something. It came up on my phone and I showed Tom. It was from like six or seven years ago. I'm like, hey, do you still have that plane? He said, no. Don't you remember the video we watched at Ron and Crystal's? (laughs) That was the plane. And I was like, oh, well, at least we have a picture of you with it. Yeah. Planes no For posterity. (laughs) (laughs) So we've talked about us getting into the hobby or not. We both have kids. Um, Cody was involved when he was younger, right? When Ron first got into it? Yeah, he was. He actually really enjoyed it. You know, they would go out to the flying field and fly their little planes. And we've got pictures hanging on the wall of them. They just look so happy. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's when I would go out too quite a bit. And sometimes it was really cold. Yeah. (laughs) I know. Well, the picture that I see on the wall, there is snow on the ground. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 
Um, there's many times that there was snow on the ground. and How old was he? How old was Cody? Oh, gosh. Um, I think it was back in 2012. So Eight years? So he was eight? Something around there. Oh, my Lori, gosh. Lori, come on. I know. Don't make me do the math. I know. Math is hard. <laughs> <laughs> math is real hard. Yeah. Is he still interested in it? Um, he got out of it for a while. Mm-hmm. He likes the RC cars and RC trucks better. Right. But um, lately, a friend of his has kind of gotten interested in maybe doing the planes, too. So he's kind of coming back a little bit. Right. So the other day, Cody and Ron were talking about uh, maybe building a foamy Ah. for for Cody and his friend to build a foamy. Low investment. Yeah. Because, you know, looking for something cheap, you know, you don't want to invest a whole bunch of money. Two dollars. (laughs) Exactly. And so Ron, I think right away, went ahead and bought the electronics that go with it. Right. So that'll be nice. Whenever that gets here, they'll be able to get together and build Well, that'll be fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Our kids never wanted to be any part of it. No. 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 Not for lack of trying, because he would take them to the field and they would just get bored. Yeah. Yeah. Some kids take to it. Some kids don't. Mm -hmm. Um, Our kids were never, we have two boys and a girl, so Hannah was never into it at all. But the boys, um, you really have to have that hands on mm-hmm. and want to dig in. And they, they, it's just wasn't, they weren't those type of kids. Yeah. Which is fine. Like Casey played soccer and Jake is not very coordinated, but you know, he was interested in other things. Um, but they were just never interested in that, in that hobby. Another thing that Cody has done with airplanes, he's pr- actually programmed and 3d printed a cowl. Mm hmm. The thing is, you know, he started to actually, I mean, to program a freaking thing, to me anyway. Right. You know, to actually program something that's pretty awesome. Right. Um, I wouldn't know the first thing. But yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. I think so. I think I saw the cowl he made. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a little heavy, but I was Mm -hmm. super impressed with it because I wouldn't know how to do that at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then um, I think there was a few other things like a couple of years ago that... They 3D printed, you know, I don't know if it's the hinges or whatever, but, you know, oh, I think they were recently, maybe a few weeks ago or a few months ago. I don't know. They all run together. They were 3D printing ribs for the Duelist yes. project. Yes. I remember that. Well, I know a couple of years ago, though. they printed. Oh, they were doing that, yeah. too? Yeah. Hmm. Doing something. And even like you mentioned, when Cody uh, is, was interested in RC cars, Ron and Tom both did that as well. Yes. Ron and our neighbor, mm-hmm. they put a track in the field right next to our driveway. I vaguely remember. And it had a straightaway. It was about 175 feet. Mm-hmm. And it was this tri-oval track with some ramps that they would fly over, you know, try to do flips. And mm-hmm. I think they were out there at least four or five nights out of the week. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, seriously, you don't have to go anywhere. No. It's right outside your door. You really do have the Charge perfect setup go. here. You had the little track over there. And then you're, I mean, you have a lot of property here. You guys can fly planes off this property. Yeah. So you really have the perfect setup. So this whole COVID thing is really, you guys have done well with that. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, we're introverts anyway. So. Right. Yeah. But Rod and Tom, they did do the RC cars for a long time. Well, Tom did anyway. He got away from planes for a little bit, got into the cars. But the, he's always come back to the planes. It's always been a bigger passion of his. Mm-hmm. Plus, with the cars, 
you know, every time you go out to race, you break something. Yeah. And now there's advantages and disadvantages to both. You know, right. with the planes, it's like, okay, you know, we built this plane, let's give it a run. And if it, you know, crashes, then you're out, you know, a whole bunch. Right. Um, with cars, you know, it seemed like every time they went to run them, you know, there would be at least one person that had to pull off and either connect something back together or get a replacement part for right. it, something. Right. But it was fun. You know, of course, cars and trucks crash into each other and you right. do flips and it's a lot easier to break something. Right. And those are faster. So I can see why kids would like those better over airplanes. Yeah. And I yeah. think that's where Cody, you know, his interest was drawn because he liked to go fast and flip and do stuff like that. Yeah. Yep. So when you and Tom moved in together, mm-hmm. how did you feel? What was your reaction when he's hauling all this RC airplane stuff in? Well, there wasn't a whole lot at first because a lot of it was still at his dad's house. So it came in a little bit at a time, a little mm-hmm. bit at a time and a little bit at a time. Plus, we had just had a baby. So he really didn't have a whole lot of time to build then. And we just had a tiny two bedroom apartment. So there were airplanes in the apartment, but it wasn't the big collection. Not that he had a big collection back then anyway, but it wasn't a as big of a collection as he has now. Mm-hmm. But when we moved into a home, like a house, um, that's when I saw the extent of it. Because we moved closer to his dad, and he also had a friend, um, an older gentleman named Harold, who also flew... Um, He was not very good at building, so Tom would help him build. And Harold really liked cubs. That's what I remember. They were the big yellow ones. Mm -hmm. And he liked them in all sizes. So Tom would help Harold build the cub planes. And then that got Tom sparked again to build. And so when we lived in our, when we moved into the house, that's when the building table showed up. That's when all of the RC airplane kids showed up. That's when space really became a premium at that point. Mm -hmm. At one time, he commandeered the kitchen table, which was in a dining room area. His building table was on top. And his building table is what? It's a phone. It's a hollow core interior door. Whatever works. Whatever works. But it's not just this little, you know, fold up table. I mean, it's as big as an interior door. Because it is one. Because it is one. (laughs) And so when you think about that on top of a kitchen table in this tiny two-bedroom house, because that's what we could afford back then, you know, it really didn't bother me because he was happy doing it and that made me happy. Yeah, I can see that. And, you know, I feel like everybody has to have an outlet for something mm-hmm. and that was his. And he, I got him and he already had the hobby. So at that point, I couldn't just say no. Mm-hmm. But I will say a lot of the building materials that he used was in Harold's basement because Harold had the space. So he and Harold would spend a lot of time together. Sometimes Casey and I would go there. I think Casey was maybe two years old at the time, would mm-hmm. go there and visit for a little bit. And Harold had a lot of property in the town that we lived in, similar to what you have. And so they were able to fly the planes off Harold's property also. And mm-hmm. so sometimes they would do that too. And then, you know, when you move into bigger places, that's when you fill the space you're in, right? Exactly. Right. So when we bought our first home, it's coincidentally the home we're still in. (laughs) Um, 
we had uh, a big finished basement. Well, half of it was finished and half of it wasn't. So he took the laundry room side as his office. And I say that in quotation marks because that's what we called it. That was his office. And so that's where he did a lot of his building, his tinkering with his cars, all that stuff. Now we've been in that home for 18 years. When you walk into that basement, he has now spilled out into the family room area from his office um, just because mostly the planes that he has now are much bigger than the ones he used to fly. Mm-hmm. At first, I was a little like upset that he took over that space because in his eyes, he really didn't take over the space because the table he was using was a folding table. And so therefore... So it's temporary. It's temporary, <laughs> even though it was there for a year. But, you know, it's fine. It makes him happy. It really doesn't bother me that much. Um, now there were times when the kids were little and he would say, I'm going to go fly. That was difficult sometimes, but I knew he needed that outlet that he needed to go do something he really enjoyed doing versus telling him, no, 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 no. Yeah. And he was restricted also with how much he could spend because we had little kids too. Yeah. And And that can be difficult. It can be. Some of the airplane stuff is pretty pricey. It is. It can be. And Tom's an all or nothing guy sometimes. Like Mm -hmm. if I can't have it now, then I'm never going to have it. Well, it's nice to have all the tools right by whatever you need. Right. Right. And the nice stuff, not just what you can afford, but stuff that you want. Yeah. That makes a difference too. But I always told him, if you wait till the kids are grown, you will have so much more money to spend yes. because kids are expensive. Mm-hmm. And so we were talking about that and he actually said, yeah, you're right. Now that the kids are grown, we do have more disposable income. And so he's able to spend what he, not really what he wants, but yeah, he buys a little bit more, and- a little bit more, you know, than normal. And he, d- you know, we don't have to pinch our pennies as much because we're not raising three little kids anymore. Because mm-hmm. our youngest will be 21 in October. Oh my gosh, already? I know. Can you believe that? And she just moved out. And I'm thrilled. We just have one kid left at home. Well, that's why Tom can move a little bit more out in the basement. Right. Well, and also because the basement, too, when we moved into the house, the family room, that's where we put all their toys so that they weren't clogging up their bedrooms. Yes. So we hung out there a lot. So we really needed that space. And so now that he's nobody ever goes down there anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, the kids are grown. When they were teenagers, them and their friends, they would hang out down there. But the only person who hangs out down there is our middle kid, Jake. And that's because his bedroom is down there. His computer desk is down there. And that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think there's still a couch there, which if Jake ever moves out, I'll just tell him to take that couch with him. Mm -hmm. And then Tom can have the whole basement. And I would be fine with that. Yeah. It wouldn't matter to me. What about storage for you? Is that a a problem? And not too bad. Um, Every once in a while, Ron will have a plane out somewhere, but it's usually not there for a long time. Well, no, because you have little hands. Yeah, we do. You have a little piper. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, he's got, let's see, upstairs he really doesn't have much. He just has, of course, his wall decor. Right. Um, Explain the wall decor real quick. Well, it's a plane. Um, I couldn't tell you what kind of plane, but it's one that he crashed. It's red. It's red, yes. <laughs> and it kind of split in half. So he cut it down a little bit so mm-hmm. it would fit well in the corner of the wall. Right. And so when you're looking at it, it looks like the plane is going through the wall. Yes. Yeah. 
So just the tail is sticking. You out. know, when he put it up there, it's kind of like, uh, you know, what is he going to do? But it grows on it you. It grows on you. Did you yeah. think he was going to add more? I did. I think he was talking about it too. Like, was it going to be you know, the airplane graveyard? Full, uh, maybe <laughs> he wanted a full airplane, like hanging in the middle of our bedroom oh and all the stuff. And it's like, oh Can my god! Can you imagine? No. I mean, it's bad enough. Uh, like when you go into Tom's office, mm-hmm. you have to watch your head. Yeah. Because he's got them hanging from the rafters in the basement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ron has some stored in the rafters in mm-hmm. the basement, but it's not too bad. There's a little spot by the laundry room <laughs> <laughs> that he has, you know, his workbench. He's mm-hmm. got a bookshelf that he has all organized and it's got like the shoebox tote container things. Mm-hmm. And he's got a whole bunch of stuff in them. I couldn't even tell you yeah. what's in them all, but... So with Ron getting into the RC planes, I really didn't think much about it because he already was into the RC cars and RC trucks. And so it was more like, oh, here's just another thing that he can tinker with and, you know, be happy with. And an evolution of yeah, sorts. Yeah, yeah, you know. And um, so, yeah, I didn't really think too much about it. Did you think it would consume him like this? I don't think so. No. No, because he ended up wanting to do this podcast. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that kind of, I was like, really? I know. That would be freaking awesome. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, he talked about it a little bit with me and then right away he's like, you know what? He asked Tom if he would be interested and he's like, yeah. And right after Tom said yes, he went out, bought all the equipment he needed, you know, the microphone, soundboard, you know, earphones, whatever. I do, however... Over the 30 years of knowing him have picked up a few things like I've learned. The words are weird, but I have learned what they are. Oh, gosh. I think with me, the words just go in and out. You know, I've heard them so many times, but I really don't know what they do. Okay. So what is monocoat, Crystal? I don't know exactly, but it sounds like it... It's a coat of something that you put on the plane. Correct. You are correct. Yeah. It's that that shiny stuff that they iron on. That monocoat is like the brand name. So it's monocoat or ultra coat. They put it on with the iron. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So it's just like the fabric or not the fabric. It's plastic. Yeah. It's plastic. But they just iron it on and then it shrinks up like shrinky dinks. Yeah. And then it just adheres to the sides of the wood. Nice. With the heat. Yeah. Okay. Do you know what a servo is? Servo. Yeah. Is that the controller thingy? Yeah. <laughs> You're close. You're so close. <laughs> yes. It is the electronics that go in the plane that help move the surface areas. Nice. Yeah. Do you know what a push rod is? It pushes. It does push. It attaches to the servo. And then that attaches to the surface areas of, surface areas of the plane that move. Nice. Yeah. We both know what balsa wood is. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. We looked it up. Well, I remember with balsa, I mean, there's lots of things you can do with that. Oh, yeah. Because when we started doing the basement Mm -hmm. years ago, I was going to make an, or I wanted an entertainment center down here Mm -hmm. that went in our little cutout. Mm -hmm. And I was going to build it out of balsa. And like, not the actual entertainment, but just like a little model of it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, Crystal, I don't think that would hold the TV. (laughs) (laughs) No, really. Maybe if I had enough balls of pieces. And you would use a lot of CA. Do you know what CA is? CA, no. It's the glue. Oh. Yeah. I don't know what CA stands for, but I know it's the glue. 
So we've talked about their hobbies and how we feel about it. Do you have any hobbies that compare to Ron's passion for RC planes or RC anything in general? It sounds like. All I could say is probably gardening. You really do have a green thumb. I try. Well, and Ron did make you that awesome trellis. He did. And his little Dr. Susie type whimsical trellis. It was very whimsical. It's very cute. Yeah. I liked it a lot. But right now I have these beans that grow. They're like a pole bean. Mm -hmm. And they grow like 14 to 30 inches long. And you cook them up just like regular beans. So Do you they can, taste like regular green beans? Yeah, oh. pretty much. Um, but you can either saute them up or mm-hmm. boil them or put them in the oven. Mm-hmm. You can cut them down to size because, of course, 14 to 30. Here, here's That's a like serving. That's like spaghetti beans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you each get one bean. That's yeah. it. <laughs> but it's awesome. Right. I, I like to plant different things. Right. Um, and then I have spaghetti squash on it also. Yeah, spaghetti squash is good. I used to scrapbook when the kids were little. That was fun. Yeah. And then it stopped being fun because the kids stopped letting me take their pictures. <laughs> oh, I know how that is. Yeah, you kind of have to have material in order to scrapbook. Yeah. And uh, my children no longer wanted to be the material. <laughs> I, I always hoped that I could scrapbook, but... You know, I would buy some of the supplies and then I yeah. go to do it. I'm like, no, this this just isn't turning out well. Oh, I had a lot of fun. I spent a lot of time with friends and got to know other people. And it was fun for a while. And it was a good getaway to get away from the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, Tom traveled a lot when they were younger. And so the kids and I spent a lot of time together. So it was nice when he was home that I could get away for a few yeah. days. So that was nice. But then as they got older... You know, priorities change, things change. Of course. The scrapbooking went to the wayside and then Tom and I decided to get healthy and lose a bunch of weight and start running. So I guess that's kind of our hobby now. And that's kind of when I met you. Yes. You know, I've seen some of your scrapbooking. Yes. And oh my God, I love it. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, we started running together. Yes. Yeah, we did that for a while. I remember um, the first time I talked you into it. It was more, hey, you want to do this 5K this weekend or, you know, a couple weekends or whatever? And it's like, sure. Right. And then next time I saw you, it's like, hey, you want to do this 10K? I'm doing a 10K. You want to run it with me? Uh, sure. Yeah. And then it's like, we worked up to the half marathon. Right. We ran the half it's marathon like, together. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. For some reason, you know, a lot of people are like, half marathon. Why wouldn't, why in the world would you want to run a half marathon? Why not? Exactly. And I actually will tell you, I I would love to do another one. Well, and you'll get back there someday. Yes. But... I'm not sure about a full marathon, but. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about it. <gasps> You are? Oh, my God, yes. Oh. oh, my gosh. I'm putting it out there in the universe. I seriously am oh thinking gosh. about it. Years ago, you're like, no, I would never do because that Because the dedication it takes to the yeah. training. Yes, like, it's a lot. It's a lot. Tom has ran three marathons. And the last one he ran, like, he really wanted to nail his time. Like, he wanted to come in at 345, three hours and 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. He trained for months and months. I mean, that was pretty much his part-time job was training. Oh, it would be. I yeah. mean, seriously, to run that much. One thing about hours. One thing about Tom is like he is one of the most determined, dedicated people I know. If he gets his mind set on something, then then he's doing it. Mm-hmm. And 
I'm just not that dedicated. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm <either>. really not. <laughs> like, meh. Well, my exercising app just said, hey, you, you know, it's been nine days since yeah. you last exercised. Right. <laughs> or my garments like, hey, lady, move. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I'm thinking about it, but I, I put on like the COVID-19 because, you know, chaos ensued yeah. with work and everything. Oh, yeah. So I need to get that weight off before I can even think about training for a marathon. Mm-hmm. But it probably won't even be until 21 or 22 because I don't even think like all the races we have planned this year have been canceled. Yeah. All of them. Mm-hmm. So we're just kind of hanging out here in La La Land, not knowing what to do. And without anything to train for, you are you just you lose that drive to just go run. Exactly. You mm-hmm. guys were doing, you know, race after race after race. I know. We did and all the races. And that's what keeps you, ra- you know, running. Yes. You have to have that goal, that something to, to look forward to. And, you know, I'm going to bring it around circle. Do you think that's what building the plane is for them? Probably. Probably. Like the start of something and the dedication and then seeing it come to fruition and then watching it fly. It's their airplane marathon. And with the trash can telemaster. Oh my gosh. They are still really hoping to fly that and have it go well. I really hope they do. Otherwise it will be in the trash can again, I think. Yeah. 100%. Their hope is to fly Sunday. So we'll We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Stay tuned because I'm sure they'll talk about it. Yeah. I'm sure all of you are sitting on the edges of your seat wanting to know more about this trash can telemaster. <laughs> it really is a cool plane. And the work that they put into it is is amazing mm-hmm. for it to come from the trash can. I do, 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 do. Tool of the week. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Crystal. And here's the tool of the week. The tool of the week. Crystal, what is your tool of the week? My tool of the week is a mini hand drill. It's called a pin vice hand drill. Oh my gosh, I love it. So Ron introduced this to me when we were trying to figure out how to water the garden. Okay. So we ended up getting a two liter bottle that had soda in it before, you know, just Mm -hmm. an empty two liter bottle and some gallon jugs like Mm -hmm. milk jugs or water jugs, whatever. And he came up with this tool and he put a little hole in it. I'm like... What is that thing? Because he knows I love mini tools. <laughs> I, I don't know what it is about. Do you mini have a mini thi- toolbox to go with your mini tools? I, I do. <laughs> I love mini things. And so he's putting these holes in these for me. And I'm like, I've got to get one of these things. So he uh, directed me. He was like, I just got it off of Amazon. It's really cheap. It's like seven bucks or whatever. And I got myself one. I was so happy when it came in the mail. I'm like, oh, I was so giddy. I'm telling you. So how many two liters did you drill? Oh, I want to say maybe 20. (laughs) That's a lot. Yeah, and a few gallon jugs. Okay, so tell me, what is this watering system? Because I just go out and I just use my hose and I spray my flowers. So you put a hole in the bottom of the jug and then you put a hole in the cap. And so when you put the cap back on, you know, you just have this little hole Mm -hmm. and the water just drains ever so slightly out of the jug. And so you don't need a sprinkler? No, or a soaker hose or anything like that. And it takes anywhere from half an hour to an hour and a half, depending on what kind of jug you have. And then you know exactly how much water they're getting. Yeah. And it's going straight down to the roots. It's not running off. That's brilliant. And that's why this is your hobby, because I was like, what are you doing with that? (laughs) Why are you putting them out there? Yeah. So with this tool, going back to the RC airplanes, 
it has a lot of uses for um, mounting servos or if you want to drill into the balsa. It's delicate. Yes. It's a delicate, which is amazing that you, you know, when you glue it together, it becomes stronger than it is by itself. Yes. That's a metaphor for a lot of things. <laughs> so speaking of gluing it together yes what is your my tool, of, tool the of the week if it can really be called a tool but i'm gonna call it a tool is zip kicker zip kicker zip kicker i love that name. yeah isn't that a fun name so i was introduced to zip kicker hey pass me the zip kicker <laughs> right i was introduced to zip kicker ironically when i was building the the dollhouse mm-hmm. because with going the back do- to the dollhouse going back to the dollhouse when i was gluing it together um, they wanted you to use like wood glue and you know, that stuff takes forever. Yeah. Okay. So I commandeered some of his CA glue mm-hmm. that dries faster. Well, it wasn't drying quite fast enough. And Tom comes over here and sprays this stuff on it and Shazam, it's instantly cured. That's what zip kicker is. Nice. So if you have glue and you need it to set up or cure quickly, then you spray the zip kicker on it and voila. But zip kicker, it's a fun name and it's, it's incredibly useful. Now, where can you get zip kicker? Uh, from Tom's shop in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> my guess is would be your local hobby shop would have it. Yeah. I don't know. I just know when I need glue and zip kicker, I just go to Tom's office. <laughs> Well, I know. But the key is you if you put it back, he doesn't know you use it. Yeah. <laughs> but you have your own drill, so. I do. Yeah. Well, I don't have anything else. Do you? I don't think so. I know. It was fun today. It was fun. Man, they make it sound easy, don't they? They do. This they is really do. not easy. This is not easy to just sit down and talk. I mean, we sit down and talk, but this is a lot of pressure. They do a great job. All right, guys, that's it. That's it. So if you have any questions about today's episode or a previous episode or anything you want to say, just shoot an email over to either ron at rcplanelab.com or tom at rcplanelab.com. Till next time, guys, don't be crashing out there. Have fun. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the RC Plane Lab podcast. For topic suggestions, to ask questions, or to give any feedback, connect with us at rcplanelab.com or email us direct at either ron at rcplanelab.com or tom at rcplanelab.com. You can also text us or leave us a voicemail at 818-351-9846. Please subscribe, rate, and review us on your favorite podcast app. Until next time, may your landings be gentle.